0: Episode of Farm to Table Podcast Ke. On this episode, we have a return guest. Um, in 2022, we featured Growfather, uh, where we spoke about their work in financing scientific innovations for agriculture. And when we had that conversation, they were just starting their practice, where they were still looking for people to apply for their for their grants and. They were still streamlining the financing they were still trying to come up with the best model to finance scientific innovation well on this episode they managed to put out their first grant and select their first grant recipients we'll be talking about some of the recipients and the projects that they will be working on as well as what has gone into ensuring that this fast grant was a success welcome welcome Peter.
1: well it's it's great to be back on your show
0: good to have you back
1: oh you want you wanted me to introduce myself okay. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm Peter Kelly, the founder of, of Grow Further, which uh, connects people and ideas for a food secure future, uh, funding agricultural research and development projects in developing countries that, uh, that benefit smallholder farmers. And uh, my, my professional background is as an agricultural economist. Great,
0: great. And um, so, the last time that we spoke, you were just in the beginning stages of your of your work. Maybe you could recap for us uh, the work that you do at father and the progress that you've made since.
1: Well, we've actually made a lot of progress since we since we last talked. We put out our first grant announcement and got uh, more than 700 applications in in response it was an open-ended call for research and development projects to address some pretty broad goals uh, helping smallholder farmers adapt to climate change uh, and improve their income and nutrition so basically we asked uh, uh, agricultural scientists Around the world to send us their best ideas, and in spite of being a first-time grant maker, we got a huge number of them. And uh, then we then we screened them. There were actually lots of them that met all of our qualitative criteria. Lots of good ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that the ones that uh, moved forward were basically the ones that uh, engaged farmers, uh, engaged government and private sector is and had a plan to reach a really large population.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, so can you tell us about, um, no need to give us the specifics, but um, what kind of projects did you encounter?
1: We got proposals in all different fields of agricultural sciences Mm -hmm. and some in related fields like um, Applications of, internet, int, of, of information and communication technology in, in agriculture, and that's exactly what we wanted. We didn't have a specific technical idea about uh, how to how to go about uh, improving smallholder farmers' lives. We were just mm-hmm. looking for the best ideas from different from different fields. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two projects that we ended up choosing for our first grants, they, mm-hmm. they won't be our last, but they are our first, were a, a Bambara groundnut uh, breeding project in, in Ghana. This is with uh, CSIR, Savannah Agricultural Research Institute in, mm-hmm. uh, in Tamale. And uh, this project, is looking to develop the first commercial variety of Bombara groundnuts that's ever existed. Uh, Bombara groundnuts are nutritious, they're adaptable to a changing climate, they mm-hmm. uh, improve. Uh, women farmers uh, in in income, they put uh, nutrients back into the soil. They have a lot of benefits, mm-hmm. but they're not uh, as widely grown as they could be because they haven't gotten very much research attention. So developing this first uh, commercial variety should go a long way towards addressing this and could reach a very, very large population in um, Ghana and beyond. The other initial project is in Tanzania with the Nelson Mandela African Institute of Institution of Science and Technology. Uh And Uh they are working on developing an an app to detect maize and common bean diseases early. Uh And this will Uh help farmers uh, avoid what can be very large losses to their to their staple crops. Uh, existing solutions are not trained on East African data they they're not in the in the local language and uh, so this this should uh, help a lot they've developed apps that are widely used for other crops like bananas Mm -hmm. but uh, maize is the big one in in Tanzania so this uh, and they've got a plan to reach farmers who don't own smartphones Right. So this one right. could be really big as well.
0: Oh, great. That's great. Um, yeah, the consumption of maize is huge in East Africa and especially Tanzania because they even, like in Kenya, for example, we we import a lot of our maize from our neighbors in Tanzania. So that has a great potential.
1: Yeah, we've... Um consulted with uh, folks from from Kenya on on this project and they they think it's a, they think it's a great idea we have a uh, Kenyan on our board and we also also on the advisory committee um, The advisory committee uh, member spoke at our panel at the Borlaug dialogue last last week her uh, her name is Ruth uh, Oniango a former African food prize Laureate and she spoke at a panel that we organized last week at the Borlaug Dialogue in, in in Des Moines, Iowa which is a premier conference on global food security where the world food prize is is awarded and we talked about not only these projects but also our model of of connecting people and ideas for a food secure future so we we bring in um uh, donors and and volunteers from different professions and and parts and parts of the world and then as and then as i said um have open calls for proposals and it's a very a very competitive process to look for the ones that really engage farmers and uh and have plans to scale
0: right and um for for future people that may be listening and would like to you know, maybe sending their applications. What kind of support do you offer to the winning project, apart from, you know, um, the money?
1: right so our uh, we do offer capacity building when when it's when it's relevant uh, mm-hmm. and some of the areas where we're in a position to do that are, are monitoring and evaluation mm-hmm. I I personally have a PhD from um, University of California at, at Berkeley in agricultural and resource economics which is. One of the top programs in um, in evaluation, mm-hmm. and also uh, also in marketing and communications is another area where we can where we can help because we are all about engaging people and uh, making making science exciting.
0: Right, right. And um, what what would you say is the like what separates you from previous? Um, not previous, but um, current other projects, because we've seen that a lot of, um, especially in agriculture, a lot of projects are supported and funded, but they, the impact is quite limited. So I, I do have any measures to ensure that you're you're able to have a bigger impact.
1: So we we look for projects that engage farmers and also engage. Uh, stakeholders like government, agricultural extension, or uh, or, or private seed companies that mm-hmm. are in a position to to take it to scale, and that's actually our uh, our primary criterion in 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 looking through the large numbers of applications is: are farmers actually going to use this, mm-hmm. or is it just going to stay in the lab? And if they do use it, is it just going to reach one village or could it benefit a much a much large a much larger region Mm -hmm. and then um and then we work with the the projects to in to ensure to ensure that that happens and that could that that could take different forms uh such as helping to design a survey of uh, of farmers to ask them what they want, and mm-hmm. then uh, work with them th- throughout the project to uh, to to make to make sure that it's relevant to them.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that's great because I find that impact is quite a big um, challenge when it comes to agricultural research and even just innovation because um, you can be able to reach maybe a small group of people and finding finding ways to maximize their impact is quite a challenge
1: well there are quite a few projects that have have done it if you go to the world food uh, prize website you can see their their list of 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 laureates Hmm. and those those have obvi- those have obviously in, in, inspired us. So it's been it's been done um, many it's been done many times before. Um, sometimes we take these things for for granted. So mm. we don't we don't have uh, rinderpest anymore. For for example, that used to be a huge problem for for life for livestock growers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, there there's a there's a long history of of success in in agricultural research there's actually hundreds of articles in agricultural and development economics about how it is a, a highly effective um develop development strategy and this uh this research actually goes back uh some some time um, a former secretary of agriculture in the united states um mm-hmm. was uh, uh was delivered a study from his economists that uh, agricultural research was generating 500 dollars in 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 benefits uh for uh for each dollar invested and and he said uh you need to cut this down because nobody's going to believe it
0: mm-hmm. wow well that's that's interesting <laughs> Because... So
1: obviously, not every obviously not every project works, mm-hmm. um, but uh, there are there are some that have had a really big impact. Uh, mo- most famously, through the Green Revolution, um, there's mm. obviously been some controversy associated with the with the Green Revolution, um, but uh, nonetheless, it has uh, prevented famines and made other big contributions to society.
0: Mm. Right. Um, so you said that this is your first um, successful grant. Um, could you tell us if you have, like, what thoughts do you have about the future? Do you have any any target projects that you would like to see in the future? Or in case for our audience who would like to participate?
1: All right. we have uh, quite a few more projects in the in the in the pipeline uh, many of them many of them touch on more than one of our uh, our program areas like mm-hmm. say developing a Crop that is both nutritious and um, and and ready for a changing climate, mm-hmm. and we're also planning to put out more 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 grant announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're planning to keep these grant announcements uh, pretty open-ended rather than rather than having a, a specific. Uh, rather than having a specific agenda, but right. uh, there are there are different ways that they that they might be targeted. So for example, if we if we have a a, a new chapter uh, consisting of diaspora members from a certain country, uh-huh. then we might put out a a grant announcement that is specific to that country that engages that population in in giving in giving back.
0: Right, right. Yeah, because now I, I can I can attest to the fact that there are so many innovative, you know, research projects going on that would really benefit from some funding and some, you know, just expertise. Because as we spoke in our previous episode, we said that you also have some board members that offer expertise.
1: Yes, we one of one of our board members uh, helped to commercialize the the Cosmic Crisp apple, mm-hmm. which um, in which in my local grocery store is considered to be the best-selling produce item ever. Mm-hmm. So um yeah we do have some we do have some uh, experience on the board as well as um as well as on the advisory committee we have a, a world food prize laureate on the on the advisory committee uh, a, a, wolf, a wolf prize in agriculture uh laureate is also on the advisory committee and as i mentioned uh, an africa food prize mm-hmm. um laureate that we had on our on our panel last week
0: Right, right. And do you see yourself expanding beyond, um, you know, agricultural research, maybe to, I don't know, maybe related fields, uh, diverse fields, maybe something like uh, nutrition and food science?
1: Well, food food science is already part of our scope, and actually a lot of projects are, are related to nutrition. Uh, some of the Sometimes the most cost effective way of addressing nutrition is mm. is through agriculture. You can right. tell people to eat more fruits and vegetables, but it might not work especially if they can't afford them. So right. if you can if you can lower the cost of growing those fruits and vegetables, that can be a really effective way of improving nutrition or breeding mm. crops to be or breeding crops to be more more nutritious. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we actually have uh, a similar model in other sectors. Uh, the March of Dimes and the Rotary Foundation helped mm-hmm. to develop uh, a vaccine for polio, and that was obviously a huge contribution in and of itself. Right. But it also, it also created a precedent for what is now an entire sector of, of medical research charities that um, engage lots of people, especially Americans, uh, as donors and volunteers and have made uh, huge contributions to various areas of of medicine. (laughs) So the long-term vision here is not to just be one organization but to actually inspire an entire sector of, of agricultural research charities that might be taking um, different, different uh, creative approaches to uh, creating a food-secure future.
0: Right, right, yeah. Because there are a lot of um, organizations that contribute differently to, the, to our food system becoming better. So I think if we can bring them together and you know make sure that their impact is, is felt, I think that would be the way to
1: go. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of organizations doing doing great work in the in the in the food systems. Mm. Um, the, what uh, what I noticed back in in college was that there are some organizations that have made big contributions to society, like like breeding rice that's grown by millions of farmers and preventing famines and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then there are other organizations that have clear ways for people and and companies to to get to get involved hmm. but they haven't necessarily made those big contributions and so my my vision which actually started back in college
0: hmm. when I
1: first noticed this this dichotomy is hmm. to bring is to bring those things together let's uh, let's get people involved. In the in the in the areas like um, like research and development that can have the the biggest impact on on food security in the long term.
0: Right, right. That's wonderful, and it's a I think it's a very um, inspiring vision and yeah i'm happy to be able to put the word out and to spread the message about it and as we conclude i would just like to give you a chance to give a parting shot and also to tell us where we can find more out more about your work and where we can see future you know future any future information that you may have to share Well. Uh-
1: our our website uh, growfurther.org is the place to go for more for more information, mm-hmm. and on that website you can sign up for a new a newsletter which will. Uh, include grant announcements. It includes information about how to get involved as a donor, a volunteer, uh, a corporate partner, an organizational partner, uh, et-, et cetera, and who you, can, who you can contact about all those different ways to engage. We have, we have programs for people at different stages of life and from different professions. And um, are, are ready to collaborate with, with different kinds of of, or, of organizations. But the um, the website and the and the newsletter is the is the way to is the way to start. And um, feel free to uh, to to contact uh, me me personally as well as uh, other members of my staff. Um, do you
0: have any batting shots?
1: Well, I'm I'm really uh, glad to to be on to be back on your show. Um, we've we've made uh, a lot of progress as as an organization since we were since we were last here. But uh, there's there's still there's still a long way to there's still a long way to go. We have a, a big big vision to uh, to create a fo- to create a food secure future, and uh, it's going to take a little while to to fully. Uh, to fully achieve that, but um, helping to helping to engage your your audience will be uh, a, a step in that in that direction. So, so thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be a, a part of it just by getting the word out, and I'm also really happy to see that um, the work that you started has, you know, been successful and is moving forward. So I'm also happy to spread the word. And as usual, if you would like to be a future guest of the podcast, or if you would like a more personalized conversation, feel free to reach out to me at farmtotablepod at gmu.com or on social media at ke on Instagram or podcast on Twitter next time farm Today table podcast ke is a proud member of the nitty-grit podcast network of the southern food and beverage museum check out the network for more shows on food and drink